the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. And now, it's time to join your hosts, Toxiana Whitlock and Judy Wells, as they talk with experts and peers from around the country on the topic of being responsibly armed. This six-part series will elevate your safety-first mindset and your view on being responsibly armed. It may or may not include a firearm, but it definitely should include a plan. Visit ResponsiblyArmedRadio.com with your questions, comments, or to learn how to become a sponsor or guest of Responsibly Armed Radio. Now, here are your hosts, Tatiana and Judy, coming to you live, coast to coast, from Maine to California, on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Responsibly Armed Radio is brought to you today by our title sponsor, U.S. Law Shield, the nation's most comprehensive and affordable legal defense for self-defense program. There's nothing more important than protecting your family and property. By joining the U.S. Law Shield community of members, you can count on self-defense coverage with meaningful options and benefits that make a real difference when it matters most. For more details, go to uslawshield.com slash R-A-R. Right now, here is your host, Tatiana Whitlock and Judy Wells, live on The Answer. Hi, ladies. How are you? Hi. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. Ho, ho, ho. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. So good afternoon, everyone. I'm Judy Wells, and welcome to Responsibly Armed Radio. Today, we are asking ourselves the question, how well-rounded are your self-defense skills? And I'm Tatiana Whitlock, and we're thrilled to welcome John Murphy. John did 10 years in the Marine Corps and recently retired from the Department of Defense, but he makes no claim to being a combat veteran. He considers himself very fortunate to have trained under some of the most respected firearms instructors in the country, and he's learned much more about shooting and self-defense outside the military than he ever did during his service. As an instructor, John has incorporated the best and most practical methods and techniques into his courses, and he continues to train and refine his skills every year both as a defensive shooter and as a trainer. John has presented classroom and range instruction at multiple range master conferences and currently holds a master instructor rating from range master and is a graduate of Masab Ayub's Lethal Force Instructor Program. Hi, John. Welcome to Responsibly Armed Radio. So in this episode, we want to discuss about how to think about self-defense from kind of a holistic viewpoint, kind of like being a well-rounded self-defender. So we don't want to just use one tool, maybe not just a firearm, not just a specific tool if you're a martial artist or something. And I know that this has become the focus of much of your work. Can you talk to us about why that is? Absolutely, Judy. But first off, thank you very much for having me on board and catch on as well. I'm really uh, excited the prospect of speaking to your audience. Uh, I think we need to have a, a, a suite of skills to apply to a spectrum of circumstances. If we entirely focus on the firearm on our hip, 
Uh, well, that doesn't always translate to the circumstances we may find ourselves in, uh, an aggressive panhandler, for instance, or a simple parking spot dispute. So we have to have a, a, a much bigger picture of what we're looking at and acquire segments of skills that are seamlessly wedded together that we can call upon in, in the moment of, of our, our requirement or need as we understand it. Uh, what you don't know, well, that can, can and will hurt you physically, psychologically, and legally. Now, John, one of your programs and one of my favorite classes that you teach is entitled Concealed Carry Street Encounter Skills and Tactics, which is becoming extremely popular. And, of course, you're offering it ranges across the USA. Now, when I first in, was introduced to the idea of this class, you were just developing it, and you, the ideas you were throwing around about building an entire program around the topic of this show, which is being a well-rounded individual, not just a skill-specific focused person, I thought was brilliant. And it's really catching fire. Can you tell people a little bit about what that class is, um, the abbreviated version, because we're going to dive in deep in the, t- in the subject matter of it as we go forth from this show. But just give them, a, give them the preview. Absolutely. So what I'm pre- trying to prepare for people with is a, a suite of skills that takes into account everyday potential uh, encounters. And we have to weight them. Uh, I mean, everyone emphasizes the gun because it's very highly consequential. However, if I don't have other ancillary skill sets I can can use uh, and call upon to avoid that final decision, well, then I'll, I'm actually ill-prepared. And the course is de- designed around that reality, layers, as you would. So if you're... Mm, I was going to say, you take people through, um, in your description of the course, you do a fantastic job of, of making people who've never even considered this before into two kind of categories, soft and hard skills. And some of the topics that you include in that class, you know, tell us a little bit about what those topics are real quick. Because, again, we're going to dive into the meat and potatoes of them. But what are those other suite of skills? What does that include? Well, primarily is knowing yourself, uh just how you're going to react in certain circumstances and what recognizing that you are signaling constantly, understanding a situation, dealing with the consequences in the aftermath uh, of a situation to include use of less lethal, uh, law enforcement interaction, recognizing that uh, you are a part of everything that you're, every situation that you were in, and your mere presence alone may be, may be uh, what has keyed someone off on you, either as a, a a social conflict, or as a potential victim for crime. Do the skill when you teach these classes? Do they practice these skills in like real time? Oh, absolutely! Uh, I have a very iterative approach to this. Uh, the first bit of the class is actually on online via YouTube, and I, I introduce concepts. Maybe you've heard of them. We'll acquire several potential responses to any given circumstance. Then I will employ various forms of novel stimuli so that people have to select the appropriate response for the the scenario I put them in. Then we'll have an after-action review and lather, rinse, repeat. Lots of interaction with the students, which is something I've got from Tatiana. And that is every once in a while I just stop and say, what did you think about this? What what, what other potentials do you see here? And we we build layer upon layer from, from, from that point on. So a lot of scenario-based. A lot of scenario-based. Once I get the skills in place and embedded, 
Then it's time to recognize that people have to be able to to, to uh, pull those skills out of that out of the ether, out of their mental uh, ether, and apply them to that situation. Now, the basis of that, though, I use a lot of recognition program decision modeling, and I show people a lot of videos that of, of scenarios, so they have in their mind that what what this thing is going to look like, so they can make the appropriate choices. So, John, let me ask you a question. This is Dave. With with the environment that's going on around the country right now with defund the police and what have you, are you starting to find more and more people reaching out to you to take this course? And if so, where could they uh, where could they find out more about it and sign up? Absolutely, Dave. Uh, people are recognizing that uh, shooting bullseyes at twenty five yards is a useful hard skill, but it may not be appropriate. I've had uh, family entire family show up to class. Sure. And my my entire schedule is, is at fpftraining.com, and there's a a, light, a, a link there, uh, FPF on the road. It's a map-based uh, web application. It will show you where I'll be and when I'll be there. Well, you know, I'm a big be uh, proactive, not reactive, because proactive could save your life. Reactive could take it. So I, I think it's so important that people – you know, go to uh, FPFT tra- FPFTtraining.com, find a, a, a class in your area, because you're all over the United States, right? That's correct. Uh, coast to coast, north to south, the, the whole 90 yards. East to west. Uh, over. <laughs> a- absolutely. I first took John Murphy's class at a range, a TACON range master uh, conference that I went to, and he did things in that class. That was my real first experience many years ago with having my heart race and being put in a position of having to make a decision right then based on these blazery things he used. And it was a real difference from chaining in a square range. Right. Well, you're hard to impress. So, so that's a real positive (laughs) Tatiana on there. The other hand, she's totally geared up and ready. All right. Okay. I'll take John's class in a heartbeat. I'm sure you will. Well, I tell you what folks, it's fpftraining.com. Take a look at it, but don't touch that dial because we're going to have John stick with us. We've got a whole lot more to talk to you about. This is Responsibly Armed Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. There is more information still to come with Responsibly Armed Radio on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to Responsibly Armed Radio on The Answer San Diego. Now here are your hosts, Tatiana Whitlock and Judy Wells. All right, folks, welcome back to Responsibly Armed Radio. FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back. Uh, Responsibly armed people are signing up in great numbers for legal defense for self-defense plans provided by U.S. Law Shield. Why? Well, as a law-abiding gun owner, if you need to be legally defend yourself, U.S. Law Shield is there to help you after the fact. It's a nationwide network of independent program attorneys who will defend you and your freedom. Check out U.S. Law Shield. 
Learn more about their amazing program at uslawshield.com slash RAR. And I'm telling you, folks, go price a lawyer and then see what U.S. Law Shield charges. You will sign up so fast your head will swim. Tatiana, it's yours. Wonderful. Well, welcome back, folks. We're here with John Murphy of FPF Training to talk more about soft skills and why they are there and why you need them. John, let's start by asking you to explain for us what the difference between hard and soft skills are, and then we'll dive in more from there. Sure, Tatcha. A soft skill is essentially a level of understanding of a situation to include yourself, uh, means to communicate without necessarily uh, antagonizing someone, Uh, negotiation, de-escalation, dissuasion, Uh, but also having that on a dial. We can go down from, you know, pleasant exchange to no thank you, I don't want to talk to you, to all the way to get the heck back to me or, or, or face consequences. So th- these are soft skills that we can use to set conditions and, and understand and maybe even manipulate our environment. Now, hard skill, that is something that we we're, we refer to that. That is something we're generally, we are doing to, some, to someone. Uh, I, am, I am enforcing my will upon someone with via uh, non-lethal means, uh, it could be with a, or it could be with lethal means, or uh, you know, all the way from a, a, a shove or a punch in the face to uh, to the judicious use of lethal force. And there is a huge imbalance in the way people acquire these skills because we tend to be focused on the firearm. And by being essentially one-trick ponies, well, I'll use the the, the tired analogy, you know. Uh, not every problem, if the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail, and that people are profoundly ill-served by that approach. When we were talking before, my mind was racing, and I wrote myself some notes for this segment because I have some questions about how this whole thing kind of comes together, how you integrate everything. So there's all kinds of things that I'm thinking about, just as simple as we're crossing the street, someone's in front of you, someone's behind you. Uh, Another thing is we've talked on the show about um, in the past about verbal judo, which is kind of tactical communication for lack of a better Um, way to describe it. And I know that you divide things like T was saying into soft and hard skills. So can you tell us three, maybe the top three soft skills that could ultimately save your life? If we could pick three, what would they be? Sure. Number one, I kind of alluded to earlier is is know yourself. Uh, Are you the sort of person that gets anger upset easily? Uh, Recognize that we are all a collection of switches, buttons, and dials. And you let people push your buttons and turn your switches. Uh, do you feel the need to enforce your enforce standards upon other people? Uh, do you have the wherewithal to stand up for yourself? Know how you're going to act, when, and for and under what circumstances, and to what level. Uh, a lot of people don't understand the speed of violence that people can generate. That these things are over in seconds. So with, without that fundamental understanding, then they lose control of the distance between themselves and their, their partner and their, their problem. And space actually consumes time. And not, without understanding that correlation, people find themselves behind the curve there. And finally, is recognition when you have a problem. I guess writ large, that would be situational awareness. But, uh, for instance, if you encounter someone, you're having an exchange, and someone says, do you have a problem? It's been my experience that if someone asks you that question in that tone, you, in fact, have a problem. 
Well, and you know, John, I'm glad you're talking about these two topics because I think the general public puts too much emphasis in hard skills versus soft skills. I think soft skills, if you can if you can master soft skills, there's a good chance you won't end up in hard skills because hard skills gets to the point where it's almost you, you can't turn it around. And, and it is a pretty sobering idea because, you know, just think how many people rush out buy a gun and you know and two years never use it throw it in the bottom drawer and then all of a sudden boom you know they consider it a tool but don't you kind of put in your training don't you put a lot more emphasis in soft training than than hard i certainly do dave uh because we're looking i'll borrow some from vermish and my dear part of frame william april you're looking for off ramps right because if, if, if the gun comes out then you have just bought a t- ticket to destination somewhere that you may not like. Mm-hmm. Uh, introduction of a firearm at an inappropriate time is another uh, a, a timing issue. You know that transition to a hard skill. Uh, I there's really needs to be an increased emphasis across the industry on ways to see it coming and avoid the circumstance. Uh, because once once you touch that pistol, there are going to be consequences. Yeah, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube once you let it out. So, and, and I think, so yeah, and I think the soft skills. I, I can't overemphasize. I mean, because that's you staying at a level and not lowering yourself to a level where the other person may be a lot more angry. You know, there's ways to diffuse it. And, yeah, like the verbal judo yeah, the training. The verbal judo training. That's absolutely correct. And I think classes like what you're doing you know, that emphasizes on the soft skills more so than the hard skills. I think that sets you apart from the competition. I mean, you can blow your own horn, but correct me if I'm wrong. I, well, I, I think, let me just say this part of the, of the market is underserved right now. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm trying to fill that void. Uh, we have to be careful. We, we involve ourselves in negotiations with people. Mm-hmm. We can't lose sight of the fact that, all the chips are on the table if this thing's going sour. I, and the ability to say, I'm sorry, mm. and walk away, it's very hard to do, mm-hmm. uh, particularly once you, you find yourself emotionally invested in a circumstance. Uh, I know I've had, I, I don't like to lie, and if I'm not sorry, I have a hard time saying I'm sorry. But sometimes you just got to swallow that pride and create that space and walk away from a circumstance if the opportunity presents itself. And we have to have we have to have skill sets on the back end of that. If that person decides not to let you walk away, well, then we have to be able to dial things up. And this is all outside the bounds of criminal interaction. Right. And I by the it. way, that's a guy thing, ladies. I'm just huh. gonna, I'm well, just going to tell you. Who you're talking to? You God. know, I mean, hey. here's the thing, though, uh, John, and you're you're part of another organization, um, the Shiv Works Collective of instructors who teach a program called and concepts surrounding something that Craig Douglas coined managing unknown contacts or muck. And you do a version of that within your area of expertise. And I love how you just break it down so simply for people. Um, And I think that that acronym is fantastic. I mean, it's the whole idea of evade and avoid at all costs because you don't have anything to prove. And your goal is to go home at the end of the day, a whole entity, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually whole. So can you talk to us just for a few minutes about what that is? What is muck? What is, why is that so important? Absolutely. That, that, that's a thing. I, I was first exposed to the concept 
by a instructor, John Farnham, still on the, still on the circuit, still does amazingly great work. He called it talking to Goofy. Uh, Craig Douglas of Shibworks, and uh, I've, I've definitely borrowed heavily from his work, though I'm not part of his collective, as it were, has further refined it, managing unknown contacts. You're out on the street. Uh, you have a an unwanted contact with someone. It could be a panhandler, uh, or it could be someone who can ask you a question. I'm a little bit lost. At all points in between, you have to make a determination of how you're going to respond based upon the totality of the circumstance. Uh, if someone in, continues to try to encroach upon you, once you, you've enforced a boundary, hey, would you stay right there, please? And they continue to try to encroach. Well, movement is eloquent communication. And they're telling you all you need to know that they need to get closer to you. It could be for a shakedown or it could be violence. And then we have to be able to concurrently then dial up our response. Uh, we, we do so by moving, increasing our verbalization, our you know, tone, pattern, and volume, and vocabulary. At that point, is very important. Sometimes you've got to be able to speak someone's language. But you, all, you also it's the back that is balanced by if you try to be someone that you're not, a real street person will know that and will see that as a, uh, a, a cue to, to, to press even further. Uh, and then there's the final, in, incorporating obstacles, moving between ca- parked cars, telephone poles, whatever's out on the street, between you, you, you and them. And if they follow you, they're telling you everything you need to know. There's a lot of subtlety to, to, to a really effective armed citizen lifestyle that goes far beyond just uh, going to get that four-hour basic certification and carrying a lethal means upon your person everywhere you go. You know, John, I have never really thought about this, but honestly, I think this point about know yourself is critical because, and I've talked about this on the show a lot, my age and what I'm capable of doing now is much different than it was 10, 20 years ago. And I think that understanding that Am I on high alert? Am I, I'm a reactive person normally in my life. So I tend to be that way everywhere. And I think that having, knowing your limitations and what your personality is and thinking really hard about that, Barb Freeborn talks about that, thinking really hard about all those situations and how you might respond physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually is honestly the foundation for how you are individually going to respond in a situation that T might or Tatiana might respond completely different than I will. And if I try to respond like she might, it's going to be a sad day for everybody. (laughs) And same for her responding like me. I mean, she would pick a different approach than I would. And I think that each of us have a responsibility to the families that might be with us, to ourselves, to understand what we need to know about ourselves. All right. Hey, don't go anywhere, guys. Uh, John, this has been an amazing show. So, folks, don't touch that dial. You still got another half hour. Tell your friends to get online, take a listen. This is Responsibly Armed Radio on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Open the water rises, you build a Open the crowd screams out, you're screaming your name. There is more information still to come with Responsibly Armed Radio on The Answer San Diego.
Welcome back to Responsibly Armed Radio with Tatiana Whitlock and Judy Wells. Now here's your hosts, Tatiana and Judy, on The Answer San Diego. Hi folks, welcome back. This is FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, no one wants to be a victim of crime, and having a self-defense mindset, preparing and planning for the worst-case scenario is common sense, and having U.S. Law Shield as, at your side also makes a lot of sense, especially dollars and cents. The founders of this company were intent on breaking the mold by providing affordable legal coverage through its Legal Defense for Self-Defense program for just, are you ready for this? $10.95 a month. You can't even buy lunch for that. So for more details, go to uslawshield.com slash R-A-R. Hey, this segment's also brought to you by Howell's Gun Shop. If you happen to be in the New England area, you need to check out this premium indoor range and firearms retailer. They're in Gray, Maine for a family-friendly shopping experience and are, and head into our, their state-of-the-art range to make some noise. Not sure where to start? Take your first gun safety lesson. Hunter safety or concealed carry courses with their nationally recognized instructors. Howl's promoting safe and responsible firearm ownership since 1983. You can visit them online at howlsgunshop.com. All right, ladies, you're back. Wonderful. Thank you, Dave. All right. So after we've investigated the soft skills, let's now move on to the hard skills or reactive skills. Now, uh, most of the time, this is where people make the John Wick references and jokes, right? And the ninja moves and the iron broom sweeps and all of that, like hardcore, super theatrical stuff. While in reality, there are elements of those concepts that might ring true, but acquiring solid firearms instruction and hand-to-hand fighting skills is a good idea. Uh, there are pieces of this that are really relevant. And having grown up in martial arts myself, I discovered when I moved in on into young adulthood and in, in college that there was only about oh, 2 to 5% of all the super cool flashy stuff that I learned that I actually ended up having to use to keep myself safe when things got sporty. So we want to really focus on those really important and critical elements. And John has a phenomenal way of explaining these pieces, these hard skills. So I'm going to turn the conversation over to you, John. Dive in. Well, thank you, Tatiana. Uh, the hard skill that everyone emphasizes is in, in, in the concealed carry industry training is the draw stroke. And everyone pretty much teaches a, a same four count. Uh, I do the same, but I also introduce the concept of, of time and space to that. Uh, and again, a full, a full draw presentation puts the pistol an arm's length away from you, which is well within, if the other, if the, uh, if your adversary, your assailant is within easy grasp, he has holding your gun. So I teach concepts around time and timing of what time do I execute a particular standard a skill? And then uh, how long does it take me to do that? And then the timing it takes you to perform that particular task. And it could be a draw to a full presentation and a shot to high center mass. It could be a draw to ready, or it could be draw to retention position, each with accompanying a verbal command as well. It's a movement. So we capture the time it takes for students to perform that task. And then they have to, they have to be able to have the, the wherewithal to project that bit of knowledge, the time it takes them to perform a task into, their, into the context of their moment. That's the timing piece. If, for instance, I have a 1.7 draw stroke, second draw stroke, 
but I understand the speed of violence. And I'm I'm living in a 1.1 second window. Well, I'm I'm better part of a half half a second behind. I need to employ some other tactics to fill in that gap. Uh, the other thing I like to emphasize is the employment of less lethal, in particular pepper spray. If I can impact impact someone's ability to fight me from 10 feet away, uh, if they're going to be blinded, face on fire, hacking, they're much. If even if it it, it does devolve to a, a fisticuffs thing, they're much degraded. So I have to be concerned, you know, the time and timing of introducing the less lethal pepper spray to the environment. And then, of course, we have to prepare for consequences. And one of these consequences will be stopping the bleeding. And I, I integrate stop the bleed generally to, uh, to limbs. Uh, on day one of the class and the whole course, we're trying to get some progressions because wounds and injury are things that we must be prepared to, to deal with as a consequence of violence or just, well, everyday living. So I like to, to wend all those skills together uh, along with a lot of mouth work to give people a much more holistic approach to uh, their self-defense. Well, you know, John, I, I'm I'm kind of the car guy, so you know, I look at, at look at what you're speaking of uh, as driving skills as being considered a hard skill, and you can take a driving test and and max it and go out and hit a tree with no problem whatsoever. So, learning the hard skills, I didn't want it to sound like I was not giving a lot of credence to hard skills, but you've got to you've got to really equally you know grasp the hard skill, and that's practice, 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 practice. Absolutely, and people are, would be much better sure, but uh, served by taking advanced driving classes than most advanced shooting classes. Mm-hmm. But when to throw on, when to throw on that hard brake, when to throw that that wheel over, mm-hmm. when to accelerate out of a problem. Uh, that that is, those are hard skills. But the foundation of that, though, would be experience and knowledge of the, of the operating environment of the vehicle. In our case, our operating environment as an effectively armed citizen and be able to apply those skills in the moment they're required, either concurrently or sequentially, to secure our own safety. And that, and that day, that's the trick. Right. And, and people need to, like, take your course more than once. That's the other thing I like to emphasize. I have people tell me, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to take John's course. Okay. Well, you need to take it today, and then maybe six months down the road, take it again. and then another, Because the more you take it, the more you learn. Agree? I like to think of myself as the, the annual Murphy tax <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm in your neighborhood. Uh, because, because the truth is, even in the course of just this past year, my content has changed appreciably, oh. particularly my, my, my presentation. And what, what drives my, my curriculum is the real world of work. Yeah. Uh, most people are aware of the, of the incident which took place in Lubbock, Texas, a few days ago. Uh, a, a child custody situation that turned went to guns, yeah. and th- there are numerous examples of that. And there are lessons to be absorbed from all of those instance, instances uh, that need to be people need to be cognizant of and apply to their circumstance. I don't want to get out of this segment before we touch on legal. I'm sitting here listening to you talk to Dave, and I think it's really important. And maybe legal is a soft skill, but I'm not sure that I agree with that. I think that without a real understanding of the legal aspects and implication, then we need to understand all that before we use a self-defense tool or before we make any decisions. I think it's a problem if you don't understand the legal aspects. Oh, absolutely. I refer to that as an environmental skill. 
which kind of falls under the rubric of soft skills. But the legal environment is, is critical. Uh, every state, some municipalities have their own laws over the judicious use of lethal force or even the use of pepper spray. Uh, knowing who is your district attorney in your town is pretty criti- critical. Some district attorneys or district attorneys or district attorney, I guess, are, are very hostile to the concept of, a, of self-defense. And even though they know they won't win a conviction, they will shove you through the meat grinder because at some point, well, the process becomes a punishment. And that is a particular if true if they are elected to office, they can, they can run on that. You have to understand the uh, use of force continuum and how it applies to a citizen uh, and, and for, for a given circumstance. Uh, you understand. You need to understand the ability, opportunity, in, uh, uh, jeopardy, AOJ, and then uh, conclusion paradigm. Does he have the ability to harm? The opportunity. Am I currently in jeopardy? Uh, there, people lose lose sight of that fact. They get their egos involved. It falls into a uh, into a black hole, and you've just flushed away 25 years of your life. And then there's going to be interaction with law enforcement, universally. And that's another box of chocolates. You just don't know what you're going to get. But you be able to, must be able to articulate, and I'll borrow from Masai Ayub, who is the, the king of this, CYA, can you articulate what you did and why you did it? And then can you art- authenticate the validity of the lesson that you learned and how you applied it there? It's very crucial when people select their, their instructors and they, they embark upon their curriculum that they be able to understand view that from the perspective of ultimately articulating before a judge and jury why they did what they did. I agree. John, I couldn't agree more. And we talk about medical, every uh, medical, legal, hard and soft skills, every chance we can. I just, I love that you go through all of this in one comprehensive bite, which is this class and some others that you offer. Now this is a two day class, correct? That is correct. I, uh, well, actually, I, I'll have to throw it. It's more of a two-and-a-half-day class. The mm. first half day is, uh, is uh, about six hours plus of YouTube video. I'm moving, I'm moving all of Saturday's lectures to, uh, to view ahead for 2022 to give me more time on those soft skills, more scenarios, more conflict scenarios, not just criminal violence scenarios, but interpersonal conflict scenarios where we can't have people losing their minds and, and, and the only option they got is a pistol. And that, that is just a prescription for disaster. Uh, and then with those scenarios, uh, other scenarios all build in uh, post-incident legal interaction with law enforcement. What, what do I do? Do I render a statement or do I just uh, immediately invoke my Fifth Amendment and wait for my attorney? And the pluses and minuses of all that. People, once you have pulled a pistol out in self-defense, you have stepped through the looking glass. You are going to be Alice in Wonderland, and it, it, it will, unless you have thought about very carefully the results and consequences, you will find yourself behind the curve. It's really quickly behind the and curve. And these are practiced skills. Like I, lo- I know everybody thinks they're going to have a silver tongue, uh, you know, on demand, but most people freeze. My husband and I just uh, experienced a car accident yesterday at lunchtime where we watched everything that people are prone to do under stress fall out in front of us, right? Nobody called 911 until we got there and prompted no indirect traffic. Now, who was helping? Who was a bystander? You know, there were 
skilled people that were watching that just weren't compelled to action. So, I mean, don't assume that you have these skills, folks, just because they make logical, rational sense. You need to make sure you're taking the time to train and actually show up and practice them. Okay, coming up next, we're going to talk to John about some of his top self-defense gear, his training recommendations, and more. Right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, Responsibly Armed Radio. There's more safety-first information still to come with Responsibly Armed Radio on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to Responsibly Armed Radio on The Answer San Diego. Now, here are your hosts, Tantiana Whitlock and Judy Wells. Hi, folks. Welcome back to Responsibly Armed Radio, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, do you remember Jack Wilson? You know who that guy is. He's that gunman uh, who, or more when a gunman opened fire in the Texas church in December 2019. Jack acted quickly to save the lives of his congregation. He was truly a responsibly armed American hero. Jack had something, something at his side. All responsibly armed people should consider U.S. Law Shield and their legal defense for self-defense program. Jack Wilson has been a member of U.S. Law Shield since 2013. Check out his story and uh, what Jack had to say about his membership at uslawshield.com slash RAR. And when you watch the video, notice how calm he is through that whole experience. That's because he takes training, just like uh, we're talking about here with John. Tatiana. This segment is also sponsored by a Girl in a Gun Women's Shooting League, which is a shooting club established by women for women. At a Girl in a Gun event, you can get firearms training and be surrounded by women who are encouraging and knowledgeable and ask questions in a safe and non-judgmental environment. It's a place to improve your marksmanship and meet like-minded women. Become a member today at agirlinagun.org. John, you train nationally these days, and rumor has it your 2020 dance card is full. I couldn't even get you to come up to Maine. You know, you get a you got to save me a weekend, buddy. You know, what? where's the love? I'll get you next year. i got to pre-book you for 2023. Heads up, folks. Send John an email for 2023 if you want him now because he's filling up fast. So you know, this is, we've discussed one of the programs that you offer, but you offer quite a few more as well. What are those classes you're offering, and where will you be that people can find them next year? Well, next year I'll be offering a couple iterations of my vehicle environment skills class. It's, it's a one-day course, uh, but primarily I'm concentrating on street encounter skills and tactics. There are going to be 43 or more iterations of that class across the country. Uh, I'm starting out in Florida, working up through Georgia, Louisiana, Texas, all the way through the great Langabar back, Langabars back and forth, out to the West Coast, and then down to uh, Fallbrook, California, right outside of San Diego. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm emphasizing this class because this is the void I perceive in the market. And I have to look at this from a couple of perspectives. Uh, number one is uh, i got to give people what they need. 
and uh, there are a whole lot, there's a long line of amazingly awesome shooting instructors out there, but I, someone is really going to step into the void of the ancillary support soft skills. So I'm hoping to carve a niche that way and, and move ahead. Uh, and I'll, I'll be at the uh, Girl and Gun Conference again. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and a couple other conferences with, uh, uh, well, one in Dallas, certainly the Range Master Conference. Uh, but primarily my emphasis will be state and cover skills and tactics because that's, that's the bread and butter of my, of my curriculum. And that's the one you're doing in San Diego, right, in August 2022? That's correct, with young Dakota out there as hosting me. Uh, and I'm looking forward to going, getting back into the Camp Pelton area, maybe swing through the base, see what's changed in my 20-plus years since I've left the Marines. Nothing's changed. Same Camp Pendleton. Same Camp <laughs> Same place. Okay, so it's shopping weekend. You know, it's Thanksgiving weekend. And I know that I have heard you talk at conferences about your recommendations for what we call EDC gear, everyday carry gear. So can you give us some thoughts on all the things that go into the EDC mindset? Absolutely. First up, I'm a big advocate of the Palm Peace of Mind pepper spray dispenser, either in the uh, pocket clip-on or keychain variety. Uh, it, it has the uh, 1.3 or 1.4 percent major capsaicinoids content. Uh, it's very effective stuff, and it's in a very a superior form factor to anything else I found in the market. Uh, I also think people should be carrying tourniquet special dressings. Or, or some other form of, of trauma aid on their bodies or very near them. Uh, you've got there the tourniquet wars between the CAT combat application tourniquet, great tourniquet, or the soft T wide tourniquet. Uh, they both operate on the principle of a windlass. They're both great. Uh, you would go, then go to, uh, to filster.com and purchase a, uh, a filster flat pack by means which you can fold up and carry a tourniquet in your back pocket very unobtrusively, and then you've got the capacity to stop a major hemorrhage right there upon your person. Kind of neat. Uh, for flashlights, I really like the uh, the Surefire Everyday Carry EDC line, the, the particular for my, myself, the shorter one. I like that it has a throttle or a, a speed pedal on it, just a little bit of pressure. I have enough light for administrative tasks or push it all the way, and I've got all the lumens I can probably need to solve any kind of a situation to, to sift through ambiguity, sort things out. Uh, for a uh, for a firearm, well, holy cow, we live in the best of times. Uh, I am currently carrying a Glock 48, but uh, I have been known to, to look at gun cases frequently, and my eye is kind of settling maybe for a, to, to try the Smith & Wesson M&P Shield Plus for 2022, uh, something borrowed, something new, something different. Uh, to, to maybe knock me my, out, out of a box. I like the gun. But right now, there, there are so many manufacturers producing really quality firearms. The concealed industry is driving the market in that regard. Uh, for other hard gear, I would consider perhaps a fixed-bladed knife. Mm. And uh, that once you acquire a, a bit of gear, you've acquired a whole other chain of training. Uh, for the fixed blade, I like the TDI Investigator. Uh, but once you buy, get a knife or other or pepper spray, whatever you got, you've got to train to integrate those tools into your program. Hey, I, Judy, he's trying to make us feel bad. 
Well, there's I was, nothing <laughs> he mentioned can be bought in California. In California. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to oh. talk about that. We'll just let that go. <laughs> but all these things as you're talking, I'm going to go back to what I said in the second segment about knowing yourself and training. Training, and, training. You know, getting all this stuff that you need to train for soft and hard skills, which is what they need to go hey, to your class to find out. Hey, John, can I ask a question? I mean, and, and I'm a big, big proponent to Palm pepper spray but do they make a pepper spray that's not pepper that you can practice with instead of wasting a perfectly oh. good bottle of palm exactly what i was going to ask absolutely you, you can you can buy trainers from direct from palm oh. uh, I, I think they're, they're like 450 a pop something like that yeah. and worth it uh, uh, they are, if I can borrow a term, ballistically matched with their actual live agent stuff. Really? Uh, you, 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 can, you can flip and you take the cap off your live agent, put it on your trainer, and you, you are good to go. Uh, uh, I'm telling you, every, yeah. I'm going to buy some every tomorrow. Sheet. I'm going to order some tomorrow for my wife because I got her palm, but she doesn't want to fire it because she doesn't want to waste it. So I said, well, there's got to be a way that you can, you know, get a there trainer. How cool is that? And you know what? The first uh, time uh, I did uh, it, you hit the tree. Go on, John. <laughs> every every student in my class will get, receives two palm trainers as well as a palm live agent dispenser. Uh, that's mm-hmm. good too. You, not one, but two. I think that's very intelligent. It's shocking where it goes when you first learn to sh- when yeah, you first well, you, do who it. Who knows where it's going to go? So, what about books? Any must reads? Uh, yep. Uh, a primer I would recommend to anybody would be Tom Gibbons' Concealed Carry Class book, and I think it's on sale right now. Uh, they off be, the beaten track. There's a, a book out called, for some years now, The Little Black Book of Violence, and you have to understand what it is you're defending yourself against. Yeah. Uh, the Dark Side of Man, uh, and anything from the side, even his earliest book works, uh, the... Uh, uh, in the gravest extreme, even though that book is over 40 years old, it still holds up very well. Wow. Hey, John, where do you go to train? Uh, I train wherever I can grab a, a class. Yeah. I, I taught a, a vehicle class some time ago from a guy named, uh, uh, from bigger defense, Bill Groff. Uh-huh. It was a very excellent class. Uh, a bit of a law enforcement emphasis, but I was able to retool, retool it. Uh, I take a lot of Tom Gimmons classes. Right. Uh, I've tr- I've trained with uh, a young upcoming group group uh, in Virginia called the Justified Defense Concepts with Brett Harnish and Tim Chandler. Uh, it, it truly the, the industry is revolutionized from coast to coast. Yeah. And it's it's the best of times. It, uh, people have a great plethora of choices absolutely can you tell us one more time john about how people can get a hold of you and then we need to wrap sure um, i'm at fpftraining.com uh i've got about 20 hours of content on my youtube channel just go to youtube fpf training uh, i swear i'll instagram this coming year catch on i'll do it for you i promise <laughs> i will uh, and uh, that's pretty much how i i, I just uh, advertised by uh, by word of mouth all right buddy this has been absolutely awesome talking to you. So uh, we will definitely have you back again. Hey, we want to take a moment and thank our great sponsors, U.S. Law Shield, Howell's Gun Shop, A Girl and a Gun, Discount Gun Mart, uh, and then our affiliates, the AC Foundation, Gun Owners Radio, and the DC Project. And li- links to all of these great companies and resources can be found in our 
show notes at responsiblyarmedradio.com. Judy. Thank you so much, John. That was amazing. I can't wait to see you at conference. And uh, T is a nas- our national National training director, yeah. director or girl training. on a gun. Yeah. Director of training. I'll get there. And don't worry, John. We're making. We're going to see if we can't move T into maybe the middle of the United States instead <laughs> of so far out. She gets a nosebleed every time she goes home. So thank you That's so much true. for listening, everyone. Yep. This and has... until we talk again, be safe, be smart, and be responsibly armed. Right here on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. I'm talking about daddy's old pickup truck Shotgun seat, there's the one you love And you're kissing on Get those white sails sailing down Thank you for joining us today on Responsibly Armed Radio with Tatiana Whitlock and Judy Wells. Visit responsiblyarmedradio.com to learn more about the show, your hosts, and how to become a sponsor or guest of the show. Tune in next time as we talk again with our experts and learn more about elevating safety awareness and being prepared. Ask yourself, what does responsibly armed mean to me? This has been Responsibly Armed Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.